Welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. This is the podcast designed to help you lead your life enthusiastically today, tomorrow, and every other day. I am your host, Ron Kaiser, and positive health psychologist, also a keynote and TEDx speaker and author of the award-winning book, Rejuvenating the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm. My website is The Mental Health Gym. It's your source of all kinds of information related to wellness, positive psychology, my own particular spin on it that I call goal-achieving psychology, rejuvenating, and it's the place to be in touch with me. Also, it's the place to suggest interesting guests for future podcasts. As listeners know, our goal is to bring you not just interesting and informative guests, but also those who lead their own lives with enthusiasm and can help us in their own special ways to be the best versions of ourselves as we go through the entire lifespan. We generally like to have you leave here with some information that's practical, but also gets you thinking in the right positive direction and is forward moving rather than just something to to listen to. So with that in mind, our guest today is really quite special in his ability to teach us some things that can be tremendously useful and enthusiasm providing. Jared Kamrowski is the founder of Thrifty Traveler, the leading source for flight deals, cheap travel tips, and learning how to maximize travel rewards. Jared honed his travel skills by traveling over 100 nights a year, sounds like a lot, as a CPA working in industry. He left his corporate job in 2017 and now runs Thrifty Traveler full-time. Must be a pretty good business because he's got a team of 10 and he normally flies over 100,000 miles a year. You can catch him flying both the fanciest first-class cabins as well as budget airlines, paying only pennies on the dollar. Jared and his wife reside in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which, as some listeners know, is where I spent the first 22 years of my life. So always good to have a fellow Minnesotan, particularly one who can enlighten us and uh, inform us at the same time with new information. So Jared, welcome to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. It's a real pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for having me, Ron. I'm excited to talk travel. Okay, well, we're excited to hear about it. The pandemic affected a lot of our travel plans. And while it's not over yet, uh, there seems to be movement in the right direction. And so I guess one of the first questions is, is, how is the travel business these days? Is it uh, kind of a, a modified kind of thing? Or is it something where people can start planning with the assumption that they're going to be able to get to where they want to go? Yeah, so I'll talk just a little bit about travel in 2021 so far. So as soon as uh, the vaccines first started rolling out and you know this spring, essentially from March 1st through July 15th, there was this huge explosion of all this pent up demand. You've probably heard the term, you know, of all these people that wanted to travel, you know, first seniors, boomers, uh, baby boomers, and then, you know, younger people. And then until about mid July, 
things were booming. And then as soon as that Delta variant, you know, reared its ugly head, things have definitely slowed down. I would say probably the bottom so far from what we can tell uh, is about September 1st. And things are starting to inch back upwards again. Um, But the good thing is, um, you know, flights are already bookable 11 months out. So into summer of 2022, um, which is great. So now is the time to start planning for future travel, to be looking for cheap flights. Um, and yeah, trying to get a 2022 trip, you know, planned out. Okay, that's great to hear. And are the airlines back to a, a normal capacity so that uh, you can kind of assume that that if you want a flight and you plan in advance, that, that there will be a seat for you? Yeah, one thing that you should be prepared for. So yes, the airlines are, for the most part, back to their relatively normal size. Um, But there still is what we call a lot of schedule changes. So let's say, you know, you were to book a flight for, you know, July or August of 2022, you probably can expect a few time changes, you know, maybe an hour or two. And that's just going to happen. It seems like every single flight that I've booked I've experienced some kind of a small little change because the airlines don't have really firm schedules because they really don't know what to expect just yet. Um, They can't really predict things. So that's kind of the one thing. If you do book a trip, expect there to be some changes, you know, hitting your email inbox with some time changes. Okay, so that's interesting to know. Uh, Now, I'm one of those people who enjoyed flying. I mean, I didn't do it nearly as much as, as you did, but generally enjoyed flying. If it's a overnight flight to Europe, I can usually sleep on, on the planes, things of that nature. But the news I've been hearing lately, I mean, you know, the issues with the flights, you know, worried about people wearing masks. Can you get COVID if, from other travelers? Getting on a flight, expecting an enjoyable flight, seeing someone get into a a battle with a flight attendant, sounds like it's not as much fun. Uh, Is that, are we, is it like a lot of the other news where you hear those extreme occasional stories, but most of the flights take place, you know, uneventfully, or is it kind of, we hear the extremes, but it's more of a hassle on the flights and it's the norm to have some discomfort while you're flying. (laughs) I will say, you know, I have flown quite a bit in the last, you know, six months and I have had one individual removed from a flight for failure for their child to be wearing a mask. uh, And there was some kind of a disagreement, but for the most part, yeah, it's been relatively uneventful. There's no question, you know, with the new requirements um, it is a little bit more stressful. Um, you know, a lot of airlines or there's several airlines, I believe Southwest and American, are not even serving alcohol on board because of uh, so many issues. So I will tell you the one flight where someone was removed from my flight, I was completely unaware. I had my headphones in, I was watching a movie and it didn't impact me at all. So I wouldn't, you know, let that you know, stop anyone from, you know, getting out of the house or going on a trip or visiting friends or family. Um, but it is something, you know, that could happen. And, you know, I guess that's just kind of life. Okay. Well, it's good to hear that it's not, you know, a usual occurrence. Kind of wondering, though, the uh, it's just occurred to me, 
uh, wearing a mask on a, a plane and with, I, I know with pressurized cabins and all, is uh, is it any different experience than, say, again, I work in a healthcare facility, so if I go into work, I'm wearing a mask all the time inside, and I guess in most places that's that's true inside, but is it any different or any more uncomfortable or anything that you have to be aware of when you're when you're up in the air wearing a mask for hours at a time? Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're eating or drinking, you can take your mask off, which, you know, is is definitely is a little bit of a relief. It's nice to take that mask off. And I'm sure in a medical setting, you know, from time to time, whenever you have those opportunities, it is nice. Um, I will say, you know, if you are traveling to Europe, um, you know, a longer flight, I'd probably bring a few masks along because when you're wearing the same mask for, you know, hours and hours on end, especially a cloth one, um, <laughs> it's kind of nice to change it every once in a while. I say, you know, the mask hasn't been a huge issue for me, but uh, definitely trying to switch it up after, you know, uh, six or eight hours, uh, definitely was a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, it does sound a little gross after a while. <laughs> yeah. What, now, I don't know if this is in your ballpark, but I drove my son to the, the airport uh, not too long ago. Actually, he wasn't flying, but he was picking up a rental car and the rental car lot was, you know, like almost empty. Is Have you run into any problems with that, uh, you know, getting someplace or being able to book a rental car or anything of that nature? Yeah, there's for sure, just like a shortage with everything else, supply chain issues, the different rental car companies for sure have a shortage of vehicles. It's getting better. Um, you know, they let a lot of vehicles go during during early in the pandemic. Now they're trying to purchase them back. And of course, it's kind of difficult to to get them. Some cities are worse than others. You know, Arizona, California, Alaska, Florida are particularly difficult to get rental cars. Um, so the big thing is to plan ahead, you know, book your rental car far in advance and you should have a pretty good shot of getting a rental car. One of the, the goofy, weird tips that actually does work if you can, absolutely cannot find a rental car is find a U-Haul rental center and you can rent their like, you know, a pickup truck, like an F-150 or even a van for 20 bucks a day. Um, and a lot of people are actually doing that with a lot of success. So that's kind of a, a, little, uh, a little tip for, for everybody out there if they're having a, trouble finding a rental car. That could be real helpful. I hadn't ever <laughs> have occurred to me. So I've got a lot of other practical questions for you, but to kind of transition to them, I'd like to find out a little more about you. And when when I was in high school and talked to guidance counselor and stuff, doing something like what you're doing wasn't on my radar. And I don't know that it was for you. So can you tell us a little bit about the the journey that you've had to what I suspect is a pretty unique career. I don't know how many of you guys are around. Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm definitely, I would say, an anomaly uh, as far as uh, careers are concerned. So, yeah, you know, when I when I uh, graduated from from high school in uh, in 2004, I was expecting to go into some kind of business, uh, you know, degree, and I ultimately I got an accounting as well as a finance degree. And that was during the Great Recession. You know, I graduated in 2009. There were no jobs. <laughs> so I got a job uh, with the federal government in banking uh, regulation. And I got my CPA shortly after. And yeah, I did that for eight years, traveling all over the United States from 
Washington, uh, D.C., New York to International Falls, Minnesota, like places in the middle of nowhere. And I that kind of got me acquainted with all these different, you know, hotel, airline kind of points and miles programs, how to travel on the cheap. You know, I was flying a lot, staying in a lot of hotels, and I quickly learned you know, how to do it cheaply and, you know, where some of the uh, areas are that you can really maximize things. Yeah. After doing that for eight years, I started Thrifty Traveler on the side in 2015. So yeah, six years already. And within two years, yeah, it became my full-time job, Uh, quickly grew. My wife now works for the company and yeah, we have eight other employees here based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. So yeah. It was never what I expected. I thought I was going to be in banking, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and accounting, which I also enjoyed. Uh, but I love travel that much better. And you know, coming out of college with with a mountain of student debt, like so many college students nowadays. Um, but yet, I I still wanted to travel. My wife wanted to travel. I had to figure out a way to do it. And you know, I kind of used all those skills from the business, accounting, you know, travel, and just kind of piled it all together in an attempt to you know how to travel on the cheap. Friends and family wanted to know how we were doing it. And so I started thriftytraveler.com. That's quite a story. So what exactly is Thrifty Traveler? Yeah. So obviously anybody can head out to thriftytraveler.com. You know, what we really are good at, we like to think of ourselves as a travel education company for really any traveler. It isn't just like someone who wants to fly business or first class, you know, really just anyone, you know, whether you do want to do that or fly an economy. You know, we're just offering tips on how to travel on the cheap. Um, And it kind of all starts off with, you know, one of the biggest expenses, which is your flight. So we have a a flight deal subscription service um, that people pay uh, $49 a year for. And we send flight deals directly to your inbox from 175 U.S. and Canadian departure cities. And we send flight deals, you know, whether you're traveling domestically um, in U.S. or Canada uh, or you're flying, you know, all over the world, you know, to India, uh, Europe, you you name it, we find flight deals there. When we can help people, you know, save on the flight, you know, that's one of the biggest things, you know, that allows you to to travel more and spend less. Um, and then we have some other tips on how to save on hotels, you know, maximizing credit card travel rewards, you know, sign up for a credit card, getting a big sign up bonus. You know, it's one of those key concepts. So. You know, that's really what we're all about. And we just offer tips and tricks every single day, um, industry news and travel. Yeah, we're we're doing a lot. So definitely check us out at thriftytraveler.com. Okay, we will have all that information in the show notes so that people can follow up with you. But uh, how, how hard is it to find deals nowadays? You know, we have some automated tools as well as, you know, people just searching you know, 24 seven for flight deals with, with uh, a bunch of other, you know, more manual tools. Um, and I will say with the pandemic, uh, the playbook on how flight deals kind of pop up has changed a little bit, uh, but there has been no shortage of deals. Two weeks ago um, in early September, we saw uh, flight deals to Europe from over 150 U.S. departure cities. So, you know, whether you're in Duluth, Minnesota or Lubbock, Texas or New York City, you know, you could fly to Europe for under $300 round trip, um, like United, American or or Delta, um, which normally, I mean, that can be $900 to $1,000. So we've seen some deals pop up because there is just the, the airlines need cash to survive. And one of the things that they change and they manipulate is flight pricing. 
So they won't advertise these sales, but we have the tools to find these deals. You know, I talk about Europe, but we can find, you know, flight deals, you know, anywhere in the world. So that, that's really, really interesting. But I'm wondering, uh, in order to pick up one of these deals, do I have to have a bag packed and be flexible enough to be able to take off in 48 hours or less? Or if I wanted to plan a summer vacation, uh, can I find a deal now for doing that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And one we get quite often. And no, these are not last minute deals. Uh, you know, I always say I wouldn't put out a deal that, you know, I wouldn't, you know, want to book myself or that, you know, my my mother wouldn't be capable, you know, of booking. So yeah, the great deal, the great thing about the flight deals that we find are, you know, they're bookable 11 months out. That's how far the fare calendar goes. Um, and they're bookable directly through the airline. So that's American, Delta, or United, not on budget carriers like Spirit or Frontier or anything like that. So pretty, pretty easy to book deals. And yeah, so right now you can book all the way out into summer of 2022. And we always say be proactive, you know, start thinking about booking now, um, start watching flight pricing now. Um, it's just so important. And the one, you know, even if you don't go to thriftytraveler.com, if there's one thing people take away from this, if you're trying to search for flight deals yourself, be using Google Flights. And I know a lot of people use Kayak, Priceline, Skyscanner, these types of tools. Definitely use Google Flights to search. It's what we use almost, I mean, we use every single day, of course, uh, but it's one of the best free tools to find cheap flights. And you can just type that right into Google, Google Flights, pull it up, and that should be the tool that you use to book every single flight. And the best part is it allows you to book directly with the airline. Great. And um, is there a kind of a priority to, in other words, let's say, for example, because I'm using an example of a flight we would have taken if COVID didn't hit, uh, say, if we wanted to go to Scotland, and is the best thing to just aim for Scotland, or should we be flexible, or be flexible either with dates for Scotland, or is it possible that, hey, there, there are areas where you just don't get flight deals? I'm, I, I have no idea about Scotland, but I'm just, if you want to go someplace, can you keep looking and looking, or is it, you know, a little bit like getting uh, an Eagles ticket in Philadelphia when they're winning? You can't, you can't do it. So if you want to watch professional football, you may want to, either travel to where they're playing or, or see some other team. Yeah. So, you know, let's say, let's just use your Scotland example. Uh, so the major airports there would be, you know, Edinburgh or Glasgow. Um, they do see, you know, deals, but maybe not as often as, you know, London does, um, which is also the United Kingdom there. So maybe, you know, a, a nonstop flight to London would make a lot of sense. Spend a little bit of time in London, you know, and hop on uh, either the train or, you know, grab a, a quick intra-country flight um, to, to get you to Scotland. That's kind of where our Thrifty Traveler Premium subscription service works really well is, you know, when we find those deals to Scotland, we send them right to your inbox. And then you can be like, you know, do these work for the dates that I'm looking at and or not. Or, you know, maybe you get that Barcelona deal or even a Rome deal. And, you know, intra-Europe travel is, is relatively inexpensive. But the whole key is just being flexible when you're going to travel. And I think no matter where you want to go in the world, there is there are flight deals that'll get you there. Um, and I think that's the most important thing. But really keeping an open mind. A lot of people, 
you know, when they first sign up for our service, they're like, oh, I only want to go to, you know, London. But then they see, you know, a 275 deal to $275 deal to Barcelona. And they're like, well, I wasn't planning on going to Spain, but for 275 bucks, maybe I'll go there. So kind of just rewiring the way you think about travel. Okay, real good advice. A certain percentage of our listeners are kind of in the senior years, the second half century of life, and many of them like to travel. Are there things that they should keep in mind relative to either deals or the kinds of places that that are more senior friendly or places that may have to, should perhaps avoid if, say, walking is a major impediment or things of that nature. Uh, Just throwing stuff out at you. I I don't know that anything necessarily applies to one age group than another, but uh, any advice you have for them? Yeah, yeah. I talk a lot about, you know, finding cheap flights. And, you know, if you're in, you know, that senior category and you're not so sure, you know, if you're going to be physically able to travel to X, Y, Z destination, you know, I'd recommend finding, you know, a trusted travel agent, you know, in your hometown who you can kind of bounce these ideas off of, you know, does this make sense? Um, And I will tell you that travel agents actually love what we do, you know, at Thrifty Traveler because travel agents don't make a lot of money on flights specifically. They make their money, um, you know, on, on helping you book the other parts of your trip, whether it's tours or or hotels, et cetera. So they want you to find a cheap flight and book it somewhere else maybe, and then come to them kind of for the expert advice of, you know, planning your trip, you know, avoiding pitfalls of, you know, if, yeah, if you're not a big walker or something, you know, maybe you, you don't want to go to a place like, you know, Rome, which requires, you know, quite a bit of walking or, or, or things of that nature. Yeah, that's really interesting. Now that I think of it, I did have a travel agent uh, who we use and somewhere along, the, I thought I was doing him a favor by if I had to fly from uh, Philadelphia to Minneapolis to go through him. And at some point, you know, he told me to do it. Just, just go to the airline website, the, the flight, you know, when you want to go someplace where you got a hotel and packed and stuff like that, we'll do it and we'll, you know, we'll take care of the flight too. But they obviously don't make their money on flights these days. No, no, definitely not. And they're going to have probably a tough time finding kind of the deals, the flight deals that we find. So yeah, get the cheap flight elsewhere and then go to your trusted, you know, reliable, uh, you know, travel agent beyond that. And they will be more than happy to to point you in the right direction. So that kind of answers my next question is that it is possible to kind of coordinate things once you have the flight I guess you got to get the flight first to make sure that you're getting there. But then the travel agent can help with more of the the hotel package, tour kinds of things, so on. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm glad you brought that point up and something just kind of light bulb turned on in my head. We have a concept called the flight first rule. So a lot of people will be like, oh, we want to go to, we'll just say the Caribbean. We want to go, uh, we want to go to Puerto Rico. We want to go to San Juan, Puerto Rico on these dates, very specific. And they'll book their hotel, they'll book a tour. And then they'll be like, now we have to find flights on those very specific days. That is where flights get very expensive because you don't have that flexibility. So always book your flight first. If you can, um, that's going to be super important book it into a main cabin, uh, which is kind of standard economy now, because you can cancel that for a voucher. 
Um, so if things don't work out, you know, avoid basic economy, book into main cabin. Um, and then if you know your trip doesn't ultimately work out, you can always cancel. Uh, but if you can find that cheap flight first and then book the rest of your travel, that's going to be the key to saving. Okay, that's that was something I was going to get around to asking if I wouldn't have forgotten about it. But uh, <laughs> I know that I've been on flights where you couldn't cancel somewhere you could what the main cabin is what you're you're looking for or what determines whether you're going to either get a voucher or whether you're not going to get anything or what what things should we be looking for? Yeah, I will say, you know, and I do this for myself, I don't book any tickets that are not main cabin or higher, of course, um, because I want that ability to cancel for a voucher. I mean, you don't need travel insurance in these instances because you have the ability right through the airline's website or by picking up the phone and calling, you know, American or Delta United. And, you know, if you have a main cabin booking, you can just be like, I want to cancel for a voucher for future use on your airline. And it's can be done online. It's easy simple. But if you, yeah, the fares you want to avoid is that basic economy fare, which have popped up in the last several years, because those are not refundable. Um, they don't allow seat assignment in advance. So the main cabin fare, you know, will allow you to have a carry-on bag, seat assignment, and the ability to cancel for a voucher. So main cabin, don't forget it. Okay. That's, that's real important. I'm jotting it down as we speak. <laughs> So I take it since you're recommending it, that that's something that you're taking into account when you advertise cheap flights with their main cabin flights? Or? So we do, you know, the fares that we send out are all the lowest priced here. So they are basic economy, but they are all upgradable for 50 to $100 from basic economy into main cabin. So we want to give people that choice because there's, you know, there's a lot of millennials out there or people that are maybe traveling in the next month and know that they're going to be traveling that are fine booking a basic economy fare um, as, as long as they can save the most amount of money. They know that they're going to be traveling. Um, so a lot of people are willing to take that extra risk of booking a basic economy fare. So we do advertise those, but they are all upgradable, you know, for, for a relatively small fee to main cabin. And like I said, I don't book basic economy fares. I, I always book into the main cabin, but I know that there's people out there that do want to save the most amount of money possible and are, are willing to accept a little bit of risk. Okay, well, that, that's really good to know. And that's not something I was aware of. Can I ask you something that's probably a little a bit unfair because it's not your, your issue, but I know the pet peeve for a lot of us, I think we've all had the experience of flying and paying a particular fare and then finding out somebody who's on the same flight paid hundreds of dollars less. You know, it's it's a little bit encouraging that, that some probably paid hundreds more. But why? I mean, for example, you know, if, if somebody books an, an appointment for therapy with me, it's not dependent on what hour they call or what stuff like that. I mean, they, they can pretty well expect that, that they're going to be paying the same price as as somebody else, uh, why does this thing happen with the airlines and why is it tolerated? Well, Dr. Ron, maybe you should change your pricing model and more, be more like <laughs> the airlines. Maybe that's the key to profitability there. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is the problem with, and it is very frustrating, you know, when you do find out that someone paid much, you know, less than you did. You know, I know we keep talking about Europe fares, but sometimes, you know, a Europe fare, you'll pay 
you know, a thousand dollars and you'll find out someone on your same flight, you know, paid, you know, 350 or, or $500. And that's like, that's appalling. So, you know, I mean, that's really what Thrifty Traveler we are all about is finding those cheap, cheap fares um, so that you can avoid booking, you know, more expensive fares. Because, you know, the problem is when you go to book, you know, if you, you know, travel, you know, maybe only once or twice a year or even, you know, less is you don't know what a good price is and that it makes it very difficult. Um, so one of the tools that I talked about a few minutes ago was Google Flights. And when you now go to, you know, Google Flights and, you know, let's say you're flying from, you know, Philly to, uh, to Minneapolis and let's say next June, June 2022, when you select your dates, it'll tell you how f- the, that pricing in comparison to normal. So you'll know on, it has a little temperature scale of this is low, this is high, this is right in the middle. So at least you'll have some kind of an idea of, you know, is this a good deal or not? Because the airlines, they don't want you to know that you're you're getting a good deal or a bad deal. They just want you to pay, you know, as much as they can charge you, you know, at that point in time. Okay, that's uh, well. This, the tools that you have can certainly be helpful in sharing this information about Google Flights is really, really good. Are there? Um, and I'm only asking if there are extremes that we need to be aware of in this regard, whether they're either places or airlines that are either have a really particularly good reputation or some that, uh, you know, okay, you can get a cheap flight on it, but uh, you um, may be standing up, well, you won't be standing up, but you may not get treated well. Yeah. And there is a huge difference, even in the U.S. airlines of, you know, what you can expect as far as the quality of the flight, the seats, the aircraft, the staffing. Um, I mean, you, you, a lot of listeners out there have heard, you know, stuff in the news about Spirit and American Airlines recently with canceled flights and issues. And, you know, I will say, you know, and kind of the data speaks for itself as far as airline rankings are concerned. I mean, Delta is generally the best U.S. airline. Um, sometimes you'll pay a little bit more to fly Delta, but I will tell you just from, you know, if you want generally the same quality experience, you know, Delta is going to be your best bet. Now, I understand, you know, if you live in Philly or, you know, even if you live in like Miami places, you know, like an American Airlines hub where you don't have very many Delta flights, you know, that's going to be difficult. Or, you know, if you live in a place like Denver, which is a United hub or San Francisco, another United hub, you know, things are, it's hard to fly Delta. You know, United and American uh, are not that far behind um, Delta. I will say, you know, if you are flying internationally, there is a huge, huge, huge difference as far as the quality of the airlines you can fly. Um, and one of the great tools you can use online to find the best airlines is a company called Skytrax. And that's S-K-Y-T-R-A-X. And they have every year new rankings of the best airlines in the world. So they just released, um, and we're as we're taping this in, in late September, but on September 28th, they released their 2021 rankings. And the number one airline in the world is Qatar Airways out of Doha, Qatar. Number two is Singapore Airlines uh, out of Singapore. And the list goes on and on. One thing that you will notice in the top 10 rankings when you take a look at them, there are no U.S. airlines. When you look at the top 20 rankings, there are no U.S. airlines. I believe Delta is number 30 on the list. So especially if you're traveling like a place 
to like the Maldives or the Seychelles or even India, you know, looking at the Middle Eastern airlines like Emirates, Itihad, or especially Qatar Airways, you know, you might not recognize those airlines at first when you see them come through on Google Flights or whatever you're searching with, um, but definitely give them a shot because it's going to like blow your mind how different um, some of those foreign airlines are. That is really uh, interesting, not really reassuring for an American. <laughs> yeah, I know. U.S. airlines have, they've come a long way, but it's still, it's, it's just not the best. I think the same could be said for a lot of U.S. airports. They could use some work. <laughs> yeah, we, I know you get better meals on international air, other international airlines. <laughs> you sure do. One airline you didn't mention because there, there was a lot of noise about it for, for many years. And I don't know whether it's just settled into complacency and become like the others. But when Southwest uh, was building, it uh, seemed to have a different kind of vibe and a different kind of reputation. Uh, where is it nowadays? You know what? Southwest is, I will say, generally pretty great. And, and Southwest has a different culture. Uh, you know, I think you kind of were touching on that there. I mean, Flying Southwest is kind of, uh, it's kind of like a, it's, it's a little bit of like a cult favorite, maybe. I don't know if I'm using the, articulating this correctly, but you know, when you want to fly Southwest, you have to go to southwest.com to make a booking. You can't book through Kayak or, or Google Flights or some of the other services I've already touched on. You have to book directly and you always get two checked bags for free through Southwest, um, which I think you can bring golf bag, like surfboard included in those check bags. So it's a little bit different and there's no assigned seating ahead of time. Um, you know, I'll say Southwest is pretty great. I, I can't complain about it. Um, depending on where you live in the United States, of course, you have uh, more options, um, you know, if you have Southwest close to you. But yeah, Southwest is pretty great, generally. I know I'm a big fan and a lot of people out there are big fans as well. And they now fly to Hawaii, which especially for people on the uh, west of the Rockies or Denver and West, I should say, definitely is another cheap option to get yourself to Hawaii. Are, are there fares available to you or is that uh, kind of like with the, uh, in other words, if, if they've got a cheap fare, do you know about it? Or is it kind of, uh, again, like the frequent flyer miles that aren't transferable from some credit card accounts and stuff like that? Yeah, we do post uh, we do post Southwest flight deals as well. Yeah, we there's really nothing that we don't search for and try to find deals on, and just we have to use different tools because, of course, you know, like I said, Southwest you have to book directly there. So we got to send our team there, and uh, we got to we got to check it out directly there. Well, we've just gotten such tremendous information that's very practical. And fortunately, once again, is usable. There was a big block of time when uh, knowing about cheap fares uh, didn't help a whole lot if people weren't flying and didn't want to fly. But again, I, I think there certainly has been a renewed interest in it. More people that I know are making plans to fly. You know, it's uh, staying around the same place gets old after a while. And uh, as I said, I was a little concerned about some of the stories we get, but uh, a little bit reassuring to know that a frequent flyer has only had to encounter uh, one incident of uh, somebody having to, to leave the plane and, and apparently didn't disturb you too much. So again, the, the information has been tremendous. Can you take a minute before we wrap up and just once again, run through your services, how people get in touch with you and uh, 
you know, just in general, any information that we will post on the show notes once we got it from you. Yeah, yeah. Definitely go to, you know, thriftytraveler.com. Uh, we have a beginner's guide right on the top menu bar that will kind of, you can click on there and just start reading through. And it's not too long, but it'll kind of guide you in the right direction of, you know, how can you bite off small pieces to kind of understand some of these concepts? Because I know a lot of the things I probably have brought up, you know, in the last 30 minutes, uh, you know, how it's a little bit like drinking from a fire hose. It's a lot of information and hard to digest. Um, but at thriftytraveler.com, we make it very easy to to find little parts, you know, if you want to learn about Google flights, we have a Google flights guide. Um, if you want to learn about, you know, points and miles, credit cards, we've got a section on that as well. And then one of the things I've mentioned a few times already is our thrifty traveler premium service, which is a flight deal subscription alert service. So yeah, it's a $49 a year, pay once a year. And we send flight deal notifications from 175 us Canadian departure cities directly to your email inbox. It is as simple as it sounds. You don't have to search for flight deals. We do all the work for you and you get flight deals from your hometown. And you can learn more about that directly at thriftytraveler.com slash premium. Okay, terrific. And just so I understand, is that when a flight becomes available, do you hear about it or do you get a daily digest of uh, how does that actually work? No, that's a great question. Yeah, as soon as that flight deal pops up, our team finds it, we vet it, and we immediately send it to your email inbox. And we always say the hotter the flight deal, the shorter it lasts. So, you know, if you get some kind of incredible deal to, you know, uh, Europe for under 300 bucks, we always say book that deal as soon as you can. And there's a great Department of Transportation rule. As long as you book directly through the airline, you can cancel any flight booking within 24 hours. So it's a great U.S. law that uh, allows you to book things and then ask questions later. Is that both foreign and domestic? That, yeah, as long as it touches U.S. soil, uh, you can cancel it within 24 hours and it'll be refunded directly back to your, your form of payment, debit or credit card. Well, that's tons of information. That we <laughs> Too much there. information. Yeah, but it's all good. I mean, you know, I, I had a little bit of trepidation when we uh, booked this. I, I didn't know whether we whether there was such a thing as being able to get deals on flights anymore. Uh, it's really encouraging. As I said, I, I didn't expect as much as I got, and I expected quite a bit. So, Jared, I really, really, really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your knowledge with the listeners of Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser. And I know some of us, including myself, will be taking advantage of your advice. And there's so much to, to digest here. I'll have to re-listen. And, uh, <laughs> and again, we hopefully people will be in touch with you. And it sounds like just, I mean, for $49, sounds like uh, w- with one flight, you're going to uh, to recoup that, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's terrific. Thanks again. And thank you listeners for, Once again, tuning in to Rejuvenating with Dr. Ron Kaiser, this time with Jared Kamrowski with tons of information about traveling, flying, and very useful stuff. So I hope that you will download, re-listen, review, tell your friends about it, comment upon it, and be back next time when we have another very interesting guest. Won't be talking about travel, but it's going to be equally 
enlightening and one of those things that will enable you to live your life with enthusiasm, be the best version of yourself wherever you are in the lifespan. Once again, remember to visit our website, www.thementalhealthgym.com. And if you haven't picked up your copy of Rejuvenaging with Dr. Ron Kaiser or Rejuvenaging the Art and Science of Growing Older with Enthusiasm, head over to Amazon or barnesandnoble.com and do it and be back next time. And despite the fact that we are moving forward, we are still in the app in the pandemic. So please stay safe out there and see you next week.